It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Welcome to day 15 of the last 90 day challenge. Welcome to the first Tuesday of the rest of your life. Welcome to the loneliest room in the Hollis house. My lady, my wife, my Rachel Hollis, she's not here. She's on an airplane. And that means that you're stuck with me for a Tuesday morning version of the Start Today Morning Show, the morning show that literally no one is talking about. Dang it, Dave. Are you going to say literally a lot? I probably am. Uh, Welcome to this uh, morning extravaganza from the color coordinated studios of the Start Today Morning Show. I am here while Rachel Hollis flies to Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois is where uh, she is flying today. She is going to be speaking on stage uh, later today and then will be on an airplane where she is then flying to San Diego where she will be on another stage speaking. She has two events to speak on this week. She has one more event two weeks from now in Canada, and then she is done speaking on the stages of other human beings. Whoo, she's excited. I'm excited for all of the work that she's done, but also for that season of life to be finished. I got a new watch. Isn't that crazy? The people at Garmin, not an ad, they sent me a dang watch. They're smart. They knew I'd tell people about this darn watch. It's great. I got to tell you, it actually just tells you how far you go so that you don't have to run with your phone in your hand. So I'm excited about that. Uh, We're in the middle of a last 90 days challenge. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but last 90 days is the idea of us committing to a set of habits that allow us to end the year as strong as we might normally start a year. And the way that we are trying to close out this year is in community. All of you and us together doing our thing around this thing called the Five to Thrive, where we're getting up an hour early, we're drinking literally all of the water, we're giving up one category of food just to show ourselves that we can keep a promise to ourselves. we're moving our body for 30 minutes, and we are starting our day with gratitude. Speaking of, sound off one, two, sound off three, four, who has done their start today journal practice? Listen. Waking up and doing this exercise during what for me has been a harder couple of weeks worth of time in the aftermath of some unexpected loss has been transformative. Um, It's always been a practice that has been so, so important in my life, but I don't know that I totally appreciated how important it might be on the days when I was especially motivationally challenged or was especially distracted by the unfortunate, unexpected things that showed up in life. Focusing on gratitude every morning, even in the midst of times when you do not feel grateful necessarily, changes the way that your brain is thinking about life and is in your every moment walking through life in search of things that you can be grateful for. So I really, really encourage you, you don't have to buy the journal, but um, please do the practice. Uh, You are going to go through a time where unexpected things show up and disrupt your life. And if you can stay connected to this practice where you are focused on gratitude to start your day, it will change the way that you think about your day. 
So this week on the last 90 days challenge, in the last 90 days challenge, listen, if you're uh, wondering what's this challenge, I just kind of explained it, but uh, it's a totally free community challenge. If you want to be part of it, you can join literally at any time. Uh, just go to theholliscode.com forward slash last nine zero days. We are happy to have you at any time. We have tried to go week by week into an individual theme so that we can work through the kind of topics that will allow us to make it through the 12, 13 weeks worth of this challenge uh, in uh, as a community. Do it strong with a ton of momentum and inertia and all the other things. And the thing that we're talking about this week is the idea of quitting on yourself. Why do we quit on ourselves? What might it mean to choose to not quit on ourselves? And what, um, what do we have to think about or do to understand a little bit of why we do what we do when it comes to quitting? So I thought I would just like take a minute, since it's just me by myself, and dive into a little bit of a conversation around quitting that for me, was an important way for me to kind of unpack why I do the things I do whenever I've had struggle in my life. When I wrote my book, I was trying to explain how I was getting in my own way. But it wasn't enough just to explain, hey, I did this thing and then I started doing this other thing. I had to understand why I did it so that in understanding why I did it, I might be able to, at the root cause, affect the reasons why I was doing that thing. Quitting is one of those things, right? So I think if you are a person who's ever struggled with staying on track, or if as you are in this challenge, you anticipate that you may in fact, you know, at some point in the challenge, struggle with the idea of being tempted to or giving in to quitting, understanding why we quit, I think is an important first step to potentially changing how we have normally just accepted quitting as a thing that we do. So I read this article. It was talking about New Year's resolutions. The crazy stat is that 40% of people that live in the United States of America make a New Year's resolution every single year and only 8% of those people actually follow through and complete the thing that they have sent set as a resolution, which is bonkers. But we're not going to have that kind of statistic inside of this group because we're going to spend time understanding why people quit on a challenge. So when you dive into the detail of why people make these resolutions, start these challenges, commit to doing hard things and then falling off, the, the why is, to me, a super important thing. So the first why is we can't change our behavior without changing our thinking, right? We can't change our behavior without changing our thinking. If we say we're going to do something, but don't change the way we think about doing something, we're not going to actually do something. And so we have to start by fundamentally changing the way that we think about the challenge. Uh, I, like, I see someone say, read Power of Habit. Power of Habit is an amazing book and will fundamentally change the way you think about embracing habits and how you have to change your mindset to actually make habits happen for real. Motivation is all mental. Like, I know there are some people that wake up and are more motivated, but honestly, I'm going to argue that they have just hacked 
their mindset in a way that engineers their being for being motivated in a way that other people who have not yet hacked their mindset have not. When it comes to exercise, when it comes to writing a book, when it comes to drinking the water, when it comes to doing a thing you know you should do, you have to just tell yourself to do it even when you don't want to do it because it's what you know you need to do. And it doesn't make it easier necessarily until you get into such a a rhythm and such a habit that it just becomes the thing that you do. It becomes the person that you are. But motivation is mental. There is this thing, it's called acrasia. I don't even know how to say it, but in reading this article, I saw this word acrasia. It's the state of mind in which someone acts against their better judgment through weakness of will. Acrasia. It's like a vocabulary day here on the Start Today Morning Show. But we fail to act on the things that we know that we should because of some kind of weakness. And the weakness in like why we aren't actually acting is usually because the benefits of what we are committing to are delayed. They don't happen immediately. And because they aren't immediate, they are things that we become impatient, impatient with And that impatience gives us the option of opting out. And you have to resist that temptation. If you want to adopt some successful exercise, if you want to read a book, if you want to drink the water, if you want to do whatever it is, you have to adopt a mindset that believes with 100% certainty that it's not a chore. That it's not some punishment, that it's not some like thing that you are putting on your back and having to struggle your way through. You have to see the benefits to your overall mental and physical health so that you can see the opportunity to reach for it as a privilege, as a gift. The ability for you to get up and move your body every day is a gift and you have to see it as that. It doesn't mean that you're going to see results on day one, but if you can flip your mindset into believing that the thing that you are choosing to do is for you and that doing it is a privilege, it will change the way that you think about that thing. The idea of mind over matter, it's real. The idea of mind over matter is real. I uh, I, I think about like, the point in my longest runs where I feel like maybe stopping, right? I get, I'm, I'm running, I'm on the roads, I'm crushing, it's great. And then I start to think about how my legs are tired. I start to think about, and I was reading this article, it was in Psychology Today, it was talking about the way that this guy was describing his running journey and I totally relate to it. And he was saying, look, When he started to think about the end of his run, reaching the end of his run was equated to reaching the end of his pain. And that was the thing that he started to focus on. That was the thing he started to think about more than anything else. I love you guys. Have a fantastic day. I love you. When you change your focus to the end of the run. Okay, I'll see you in a little bit. When you change your focus to the end of the run, when you change your focus to the alleviation of the discomfort that you had been previously choosing for the benefits that it would produce, 
you start thinking about how little you can withstand it for a long period of time and your brain starts thinking differently. I wrote this book. Number one, look at this. It's a freaking book on paper. There are words printed inside of this book. But when I was writing this book, it was hard because I, at the beginning, I was like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to write about all these things that are harder than I've ever tried to like write. I'm going to spend time doing something I've never done before. And then I got to this place where I started thinking about how hard it was, how much I wanted to get to the end. And every time I focused on the end, instead of persevering through the difficulty of writing this book, I was tempted to quit because it felt like it was so, there was so much left to do. It felt like it was going to be such a hard thing. It felt like it felt like it was overwhelming. And so the idea that like I could handle a certain amount of pain in writing this, that I can handle a certain amount of pain when I'm running on the roads is a thing that if you believe it will become true. And so the ability for us to move that threshold of what we are actually capable of enduring is a thing that we also have to change in our mind. I think a lot of times we just, we convince ourselves that, oh, I'm only capable of so much. When I hit that threshold, I'm going to pull the plug. It will be okay for me to say I can't because I hit the point of how much I believe I can. And it took me persevering through writing this book. It's taken me running longer than I ever thought that I was capable of running to actually be in a position to realize that the limits that I'd previously put on myself were just self-imposed arbitrary limits that were not a reflection of how much I could actually endure. And having pushed through those barriers, I think completely differently about what I can actually accomplish now that I've accomplished more. We don't end up quitting because we find ourselves facing too many obstacles or obstacles that are too strong. We end up quitting because we are too weak. And I know that sounds hard, but the times when I've decided to quit, I put a priority on alleviating the disruption, the friction, the pain over the benefits that were going to come from actually staying inside of that state of disruption. And that's like, man, that's a hard thing, but you have to accept that this is going to be a challenge. If it were easy, everyone would do it. And if you can stick with it when it gets hard, the benefit that you're going to reap will overwhelmingly outweigh the feeling that you might have of not having to be stuck inside of that friction. So the first reason, why do people quit? We can't change our behavior without changing our thinking. We have to change our thinking. You have to change the way that you think about this challenge being for you and for what you know is in your best interest. The second reason why people tend to quit is that we're setting unrealistic goals, right? We're setting goals that are bigger than, harder than, more challenging than. And I just said, like, you got to stick with things. You know, writing a book was a big goal. But inside of the goal of writing a book, sometimes I would put a word count uh, challenge to myself that was more than was actually realistic. And when I was faced then with feeling like I was failing relative to this arbitrarily too high set of words that I needed to write on a piece of paper, I would convince myself that quitting was the only option that I had because I couldn't do this unrealistic thing that I'd set. 
Some of you in this 90 day challenge, when it comes to like giving up a category of food, you've given up something that is unrealistically too big. You've decided, you know what? We're going to give up sugar. We're going to give up all carbs. We're going to give and and I'm, I don't want to tell you that you are incapable of doing anything. I mean, like if I told Rachel Hollis she was incapable of anything, she would literally do exactly what that thing is. But if you have never tried to do, you know, like anything in the world of taking sugar out of your diet, sugar might be too big of a thing. You may, to, may need to just focus on a category of sugar. It might just be about dessert. It might just, right? So I had to think about in any of the goals that I was setting, like, is there a way for me to compartmentalize and make goals that are small and achievable and stack those small achievable goals on top of each other so that I can actually be successful? I don't want to create things that are so out of reach. So like if getting up an hour earlier in your life means because your kids get up at five that you have to get up at four, Getting up an hour earlier may be a recipe for you sat setting yourself up to completely sabotage this entire challenge. Because for me, getting up at four would be unsustainable. You have to find a way to do sustainable things throughout this challenge. Getting your hour to yourself, if you are already getting up at 5 a.m., may require getting an hour for yourself at 4 p.m., at 7 p.m., at 9 p.m., whatever it might be. You have to find a way to set realistic goals. Uh, and, and I would say this too, because this is about quitting. You know, like the idea is to not quit, but there may be times in this challenge, like don't quit on the challenge, but cut your losses and quit on a plan that you employed in the challenge and reassess how you can use a new plan to be successful in the challenge, right? If you keep falling off the wagon on how you are doing this or that, then readdress that single thing, but stick with this challenge. Just because we're saying don't quit doesn't mean adjust. You may need to adjust this plan if you're going to get to the end of this challenge and know that you made it. Pivot. That is right. We got to pivot. Coming out of friends there. So, uh, so when it comes to why do people quit a challenge? We change our behavior without, we can't change our behavior without changing our thinking. We are setting unrealistic goals and we don't realize the value of failing in a challenge. Failing in a challenge? What say you, Dave? Here's the thing. I'd love to think that every one of us is going to get a perfect 100 score in achieving all five of the five to thrive every single day for 90 days. But the likelihood is that you are going to run into a day where life introduces obstacles that challenge your ability to do this. And in that challenge, it will produce failure. I'm using air quotes, but it will produce failure. And in that failure, you can see it as one of two things. An excuse to stop doing this challenge because you've fallen off. And as you've fallen off, you might as well just, the, the, you fall, the wheels have fallen off, great. Let's burn the entire wagon in a ditch and have a fire. You, you could go down that route or you could say, hey, I have had a setback. What can I learn about the setback that I've had so that I can, in embracing the learning that comes from that setback, be better prepared for the way to handle it the next time life throws something unexpected my way. 
It's like, it's not a bad thing to fail. And the only way that like, like failure could get in your way here is if you think of yourself as one when things go sideways. You have to get back up. You have to get back up and getting back up is where character is created, right? Like you are going to fall down. Every one of us does. Everyone in this challenge is going to find themselves at a point in time falling down. Your willingness and ability to get back up, that creates the kind of character that you're hoping to have on the outside, on the back end of this challenge. There was this line from my video, like video games when I was a kid. Like you'd go to turn off the machine on the, on the Nintendo machine and it would say, are you sure you want to quit? All unsaved progress will be lost. And I know that's like, you know, computer speak, but I think there's something powerful in those simple, silly words that came from my Nintendo console. Are you sure you want to quit? All unsaved progress will be lost, right? We make one mistake. We fall off in one category. We have one bad day where we eat all the things, where we don't get out and exercise. And we, our brains convince us to eliminate any of the benefit that may have already happened. There is so much benefit in 15 days worth of progress already that if you deciding to quit this challenge, you are deciding that all of the unsaved progress will be lost. Don't, don't, don't like buy into that mental like fallacy that, oh, well, I made one mistake so that the whole thing is done. It's oh, like, that's crazy. I, I put a quote up on my feed just before I came on. It was from God only knows who, like it's been a Nelson Mandela, Ralph Emerson, a whole story lies in not having ever fallen, but in rising every time we fall, right? Like we're going to fall. You're human. I'm human. I'm going to fall. You're going to fall. We're all going to fall. Falling is not an excuse to quit. Falling is an opportunity to learn why you fell so that you can get back up and chase the challenge and chase the pursuit of your, of your, of your life and the mission of your life in why and what might get in your way so that you can keep yourself from falling again. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, what's interesting is I have been a person who in my lifetime has given myself an out for things that were challenging. And as much as we're trying to build a habit around how to finish this year strong by committing to these five to, to, to thrive. When you decide to quit and you deciding to quit becomes a thing that you do regularly, once you quit, quitting becomes a habit too. And so like part of the like push to try and get back up and the push to get back on track when things inevitably go wrong, we are trying to create the right kind of habits and we can't have quitting as a habit that we have in our toolbox. We, we, we can't. Determination is the thing that's going to build character. Grit is the thing that's going to build character. Quitting is habit forming as anything else. So let's not have that be the habit that we walk out of this last 90 days for. So when you feel like quitting, okay, so you feel like quitting. If you feel like quitting in this challenge, what are the questions that you have to ask yourself? What are the questions you have to ask yourself? And we started this challenge talking a little bit about this idea of your why. 
Why did I pursue this in the first place? The first question that you have to ask yourself, why did I pursue this in the first place? What is your why? The why that you had on day one is the same why that you have on day 15 will be the same why that you have on day 50 and day 80 and day 90. The why is the same. The conditions are hard or life is hard or your emotional state is challenged or your kids are monsters or whatever. Your why is probably the same. You may have lost sight of your why because of the distractions of life. Why did you pursue this challenge in the first place? So the more that you can come back when you feel like quitting to your why, the more likely that you will stick with this. Okay, stick with it, even when you don't feel like it. Even on days when you get really, really bad news about your family, even on days when you just don't feel motivated to do it, what is your why? Come back to that why. It will every single time help you stay on track. The second thing to ask is, why do you feel like you need to quit? Like really get into why you think you need to quit. If you're planning to quit something, you gotta dive into, is it fear? Is it the discomfort? Is it anger? Is it self-pity? Is it past failures? Is it unrealistic expectations? Is it somebody else's opinions weighing in on you reaching for a better version of your life and you're making them uncomfortable because they're stuck like loving mediocre? Like whatever the reason is, understanding the why you feel interested in quitting is the, the most important thing. Because if you know why, now you can address the why. But if you don't know why, you are gonna just, you'll quit because you will not actually know what the heck you're doing. You're just, maybe why is the familiar thing? Maybe why is the habit that you're in? Or the, the quitting is the, is the habit that you're in. Break that chain. But understand understanding your why is important. A lot of people will quit because they don't realize how far they've come. They're focused on how far they have to go instead of how far they've come. The, 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 new, the, the, the new you has to be connected to the progress that you've made, not how much more is left to go. Like if you're so busy looking at what's left, man, it's going to be a thing that could give you the excuse to quit. Don't, this isn't about a scale. This isn't about a shirt fitting a certain way. This isn't about anything other than feeling a little bit better, feeling mentally stronger and emotionally stronger and physically stronger every single day. That is the goal. That's it, right? Um, there's this F. Scott Fitzgerald quote, a single defeat is never the final defeat. Never confuse a single defeat with the final defeat. Right? Why do you feel the need to quit? A lot of times it's because you've had a single defeat. Never confuse a single defeat with the final defeat. Just because you've had a bad day, just because you've not like been as on as you'd hope to be, never confuse a single defeat with a final defeat. So what, what questions do you have to ask when you're in a posture of thinking about quitting? Why did I pursue this in the first place? What's my why? Why do I feel like I need to quit? Get to the bottom of why you need to quit. Number three, have I done everything I can to make this work for me? Have I done everything I can to make this work for me? What works for you in this challenge may be exclusively unique to you. And that is completely fine. Exclusively unique to you, totally fine. What is it that is going to work for you? You have to figure that out. 
Have you done everything you can to make this work for me? If there's something that isn't working when it comes to getting your 30 minutes of exercise in, if there's something that isn't working for drinking your water, if there's something that isn't working in the gratitude practice, what could you do to change this thing that's getting in your way to something that now accommodates you getting this thing done? Franklin Roosevelt quote, I'm going quote crazy, but go with me. (laughs) When you have come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on. I love that quote, Franklin Roosevelt. Uh, You're going to come to the end of your rope on one part of this challenge during this challenge. And you get to choose, are you going to drop off, let go? Or are you going to tie a knot at the end of your rope and hold on and just figure this thing out? When you've done everything that you think you can, you'll inevitably push through. But if you've only tried one thing, it isn't working and you decide, you know what, this just isn't for me, that's also a self-fulfilling thing. It's just not going to work if that is ends up being a self-fulfilling thing. And then the last question that you have to ask is, what do I have to gain by quitting? Look like seriously at what do I have to gain by quitting? If you think that quitting is your best alternative, like pushing through this challenge, doing this work, getting up early, moving your body, drinking this water, focusing on the gratitude. If these things are one alternative and quitting is the other, what do you get out of quitting? Right? I know what you get out of this. doesn't mean it's easy. It's going to be hard. But what do you get out of quitting? You don't get anything out of quitting. Like you can convince yourself like I'll finally get to sleep back in. Okay, maybe you will. Maybe you will get to sleep back in. But like if you end up getting to sleep back in, do you maybe not have as much time for you, as much time for getting to do your meditation, to get your devotional in, to get your time by yourself? Like, okay, if you don't have that, what, what, do you, what, do you get? what do you gain by quitting? I would really focus on what you think you gain by quitting because sometimes, again, the logic breach in our mind has us jumping to this place where we are convinced that the grass is greener on the outside of a challenge, that the grass is greener on the outside of us pushing ourselves into a state of discomfort for the benefit of how we grow in that state. And when you think about the option, what do we actually get by quitting? It becomes an option that you cannot accept because you really appreciate, oh, wow, I get none of the benefit of what comes over here. Yeah, this is harder. Yeah, there's times when I don't want to do it. Yeah, I struggle being motivated at times. But over here, when I quit, I, I don't get any of that fruit. I don't get any of that benefit. So at the end of the end of the day, right, there's going to be times when you want to try and quit. Like, what is the, what's like, what's the goal of like the persona that you need to try and embody to persevere through those seasons or those times when quitting feels like the best option? Even if you've asked all the questions, even if you understand the why, the goal is grit. Grit is the opposite of quitting. That's the quality of like the opposite of quitting. You want to become someone who has grit. You want to be someone who has passion and perseverance for long-term goals. You want to be someone who, though it will be challenging, can persevere through those things. Because the the kind of character that is built in grit is the kind that will be prepared for whatever life will throw your way and life is going to throw things your way 
It, like, this isn't like, oh, we're going to go through this challenge and become more evolved people and more evolved people don't have to deal with hard things. No, 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 no. Everyone has to deal with hard things. People who have grit survive them and persevere through them, unlike people who have not had the character building exercise of persevering through challenging things. You become a person with grit, life shows up and you're like, come at me, bro. Go ahead. Give me your best shot. You, I mean, like you can say not today, Satan, or you can say, you know what? Satan doesn't listen to me suggesting when he comes and doesn't into my life, but I'm going to be so full of grit. I'm going to be so full of knowing how I can persevere through hard seasons that when a hard season comes, I'm just going to get gritty. I'm just going to put my head down and go because I know I've gotten through it before. So you got to find a way to convince yourself that quitting is not even an option that you'd consider, that embracing this persona of grit is the kind of person that you hope and want to be because the preparation of surviving, thriving, persevering through a challenge like this is going to tee you up as a person in 2020 who can literally, literally, literally take on whatever life decides to throw your way. Life's going to come at you. You might as well be ready. This is where we're getting ready. We're getting, we're, we're getting ready for life coming at us. And we're going to be stronger for having gone through this, deciding to stick with it, even on the days that things aren't awesome, when we don't feel motivated, when we feel sad about life, when we feel overwhelmed by the circumstances at work, when, you know, you're only on chapter three of a book that you're writing and you got 17 more chapters to go and it feels overwhelming. Get your grit helmet on and sit down and write the book. Decide that you're going to be someone who stands back up even when you fall off and get after it. Your ability to like do it for you, but do it too. Like I, I, I had this conversation with my boys when I was driving them to school. It's like get back up for the sake of showing your kids what perseverance means. Like these kids are watching. Do it for your team members who wanna know how you think about running toward adversity for the benefit of growing in that environment. Like I wanna go do massive, audacious, amazing acts of impact in this world. And the cost of entry is discomfort. So put the dang helmet on and let's go. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Who said it was gonna be easy? Anything that's worth having is inevitably gonna be hard. It doesn't matter if it's hard or easy. It's it's preparing you to do the things you were put on this darn planet for, and if nothing else, it's preparing you to actually thrive in whatever environment comes your way. It's Tuesday. Hello, Tuesday. Uh, thank you for uh, hanging out on the old Start Today Morning Show. I appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, I'd like to say that Rachel Haas is going to be back. But you know what? She ain't going to be here. It's going to be me. So uh, Rachel's uh, in Chicago today speaking on a stage. She's going to be flying in, uh, on a stage uh, on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday in San Diego. So I'll be back. I don't know what I'm talking about tomorrow, but we're going to get into it. Have yourself a fantastic day. Focus on what you can be grateful for. Recognize that you get to choose whether you stick with this or quit. 
Don't let the fact that one little thing has happened to throw you off track be the thing that throws you off track. Stick with this thing. We got it. Let's go out and have a fantastic day. We will see you all tomorrow on the Start Today Morning Show. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>